The rules can only get you so far. Now, in a sports bar with your buddies, they might get you very far in terms of your esoteric knowledge about the intimacies and intricacies of the pass interference rule or something sports related or something legalistic or something along those lines. They can get you further in terms of conversation or argumentation. But in your life, the rules can only get you so far. Think of an example, for instance. I grew up playing soccer. I haven't played in a long time, but I, and I didn't do this, but let's just do a thought experiment here. But when I played, I always followed the rules, and I followed them to a T. Again, I did not do that, but let's presume that I did. Am I a better soccer player than Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo because I followed the rules? Absolutely not, not in a million years, not even close. Even at my best, I couldn't hold a candle of those guys. Why? Because if I was so obsessed with just following the rules and doing what I was supposed to do in accord with the rules, I was missing out on the freedom that is, pos that is possible within that. To watch the greats play a sport or to do something wonderful within the context, to play music, whatever, where there are rules, where there are understandings, and to see how free people can become within that, because they're not living oppressed and downtrodden by the rules, but they're finding real life and joy and skill and beauty by living that out. In the Gospel and in the first reading today, we see what happens when the rules either oppress and lead to death in a spiritual sense, or they free and lead to life, even though in the first reading they led to physical death. The brothers were being tortured and put to death because they would not break God's law. They saw that that was the most important thing. And because they were living not for themselves but for God, in following the law, though they lost their lives, their witness lives on forever and teaches us and shows us the way to follow God with love and with gift of self, to live not for myself and for my own ends, but to live for something greater than myself, to show the way to others to have freedom, to have joy, to have peace. But we see in the Gospel the Sadducees who had come and understood the law to such an extent that they wanted to put Jesus to the test. They wanted to show him that they were smarter than him, that they understood the law and the rules more. But in so doing, they had put themselves to death. They were no longer free, but they were slaves to their ideas, to their thinking. They could not look beyond what was in front of them. When we come to it at the end of the day in these readings, we are challenged to ask ourselves very pointedly, very directly, for what do I live? Am I living to serve this life or am I living for life in the next? Is my life about the things that are here and are now or is it pointing to something greater? Am I witnessing to the goodness, the beauty, and the truth of Jesus Christ in all that I do? Or am I a slave to my passions, a slave to my job, a slave to the power, honor, wealth, and privilege that this world has to offer? And a good test of this is to ask and to really go and check yourself on this front. How do I spend my money and my time? To what end are those things ordered? Now, it's true. We have to work. We have to do things that in and of themselves we wouldn't think give glory to God. 
But our mindset can be all the difference in the world, regardless of what our career is, regardless of what our job is, regardless of how we spend our time, if we do it with a desire to love and to serve, to honor God, to build up those in our lives so that we can point them more to heaven, regardless of the task at hand, it can be glorified, it can be magnified, it can be a witness to the truth, beauty, and goodness of Jesus Christ. But if it's about me, the here and now, and taking, and rather than giving, we become more and more enslaved. Enslaved to our passions, enslaved to the desires of this world, enslaved to our possessions. But as Jesus said in the gospel, I am, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. He desires for us to live, and to live with reckless abandon. In John 10.10, I came so that you might have life and have it to the full. And so constantly he comes into our life and challenges us and provokes us and pushes us so that we can assess where we are and start to take little steps to live more and more for the Lord. To give more and more and more of our time, talent, and treasure for the building up of his kingdom, for the service of our brothers and sisters in need, for the well-being and maintaining and the proclamation of the kingdom of God. And every year, we are challenged as members of the Archdiocese of Indianapolis to support that work that work of building up the kingdom, of serving the poorest of the poor here in the Archdiocese through the United Catholic Appeal. And this weekend, we're launching the United Catholic Appeal here in the Archdiocese. And I just want to say this, right? Whatever gift you're able to give is worth it. Money is a finite thing. But to simply just give a little of your time, of your talent, of your treasure, is to start living more and more for the Lord to give what you can, and then to give what you are able, and then to give with abandon. This is the whole goal of our life in every single aspect, to use what the gifts we have in service to the other. And through the United Catholic Appeal, here in Bloomington in particular, we are blessed to have two wonderful things. The first is Catholic Charities here in Bloomington. Catholic Charities here in Bloomington provides mental health services to the poorest of the poor, who are oftentimes those who are most affected by mental health and instability issues, but the least able to get those services. And yet here in Bloomington, through Catholic Charities Office, we have this wonderful gift to the people here, not only in our parish, but here in Monroe County, to serve them with services they otherwise could not receive. And that is because of your generosity through the United Catholic Appeal. We also, through the United Catholic Appeal, are able to better serve our students here at St. Paul's through campus ministry, through what the, the Archdiocese is able to provide for us every year. You notice on Sunday evenings we have Sunday suppers. That is made possible because of the generosity of people like yourself throughout the Archdiocese, giving just a little bit so that we can provide an opportunity for our students who are lonely, who are isolated, who are so desperate for community to come together and to be invited not only to a meal, but in a deeper community, not only with this community of Hoosier Catholics, but also with our blessed Lord. In the end, though, whatever gift you're able to give, big or small, the most important gift you can give is prayer. In the, God, in the, excuse me, in the second reading, St. Paul said, Pray so that the word of the Lord may speed forward and be glorified. 
At the end of the day, this is the reason we're all here. This is what God has in store for each of us. For each of us to become vessels of His Holy Spirit so that we can proclaim His Word and bring His Word out into the world. And we need prayer in order for us to do that. Whether we as a church are providing social services or providing the Eucharist, it is all so that the Word of God might speed forth and might be glorified in every place on this world, in this community, in our very hearts. Again, going back to the Gospel, Jesus said at the very end there, He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God came into this world as one of us. Jesus Christ is fully God, fully human. He did so that, so that we might be able to live and live life to the full. Do you live for life? Or do you live for death?